intro you just heard is from Ryan L-I-L-L music at yahoo.com and he will write you a song for literally 50 bucks. I mean, why would you not trust a queer person to like do something sweet for you? He'll write about divorce. He'll write about love. He'll write about change in your life. He'll write you a theme song. He'll write you a promo song. He is also on TikTok at Ryan Lil Washington with two L's. L-I-L-L Washington. Check him out. Thank you. This week's episode features Pam Swift Brooks, a person that I adore on TikTok, who I have met through TikTok, who's amazing, who is a veteran and an all-around amazing human, who was once a person that worked at a zoo, all sorts of amazing things, but also just someone who is obsessed with birds and we have to talk about it. So that is why I think you'll love this episode. Please listen, subscribe, rate, share. Find us on YouTube because we are on YouTube. Thank you. Have a great episode. This meeting is being recorded. (laughs) I've never heard it say that out loud uh, before, (laughs) but that was uh, on your computer. That's funny. Hi, everyone. This is Please Don't Kick Me Out, the only inclusive podcast about imposter syndrome. We are coming to you live from Oahu today uh, and also Florida. My guest today is one of my favorite TikTok creators uh, who doesn't have enough followers. Please follow them. Um, uh, she, They are amazing. Um, this is my friend, Pam. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Okay. <laughs> So when I first started doing this podcast um, in 2020, uh, I never expected that I would be cherry picking people off of TikTok because I thought TikTok was stupid. Uh, and uh, now I uh, couldn't couldn't live without the people and the connections I've made. So I just want to say mahalo nui to you for being on the podcast today. Um, do you want to give like kind of your elevator pitch, like who you are, what you do, et cetera? Yeah. Um, So my name is Pam Swiftbrooks. I am a five-year improviser. Um, I was doing live shows. I teach improv um, for my home theater in Houston, Texas. And um, then the pandemic hit. Um, I had, uh, before that, I was a zookeeper for 20 years and kind of was finding myself kind of unhappy uh, towards towards the end there and was like, I need something fun and something to kind of come back to myself. So I started doing improv. And um, really found my home there. And uh, yeah, so I've been doing that for a while. And then of course the pandemic hit, I took a bunch of classes on Zoom, Was had an awesome experience doing that. I was able to train with different teachers from different uh, theaters. It was a dream come true. And then, yeah, and then just TikTok and that's kind of helping me hone my craft. Yeah, I love that. Um, so uh, I've, I've told this story a few times on the podcast, but I'm gonna tell it again. Yeah, you're in for a treat. So uh, when I, so I, improv, let's go, let's talk about improv for a second. Uh, so when I was 23, I had a job. So my, my, for anyone that's new here, because they want to listen to Pam, hi, my name is Bianca Woolwick. Uh, my pronouns are she and they, I'm non-binary. I'm also queer as fuck. So, uh, hey, um, I'm also on TikTok at Powerline World Tour. Um, and Pam is at Swift Brooks. Of course, all of that information will be in the description of the comments. If you're what if you're listening to this in your earbuds, like subscribe, rate, share. If you're watching this, on YouTube, like, subscribe, rate, share. Uh, anyway, I w- was working at this company called Tanasi Foods, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna name them. I don't care. I'm an NDA, and uh, I had this 
boss named Neil. And I just got out of a horrible breakup. I was 23 years old. I was like living out of a suitcase with my parents. I was a promotional marketing director, a manager at 23, baby, 23 years old, um, had no business having that job. Of course I did get fired. Uh, I do say that this contract on my job. Uh, but anyway, I, I had to travel basically the United States for this stupid ass company, which is big sunflower seeds and Duke smoked meats. Please don't sue me. Uh, anyway, uh, so I had this, uh, boss, Neil, um, who I, uh, I, I, you know, at, at the time I didn't realize how, um, introspective this was going to be, but he basically gave me my two weeks notice and was like, you are, cause I, I didn't know I had, oh, another, another thing about me is I'm neurodivergent. So I have ADHD and I was diagnosed when I was 31. So uh, almost 31. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe 34. Yeah. So it's been three years. Um, and so, uh, for me, um, he, because I didn't know that, and there's a lot of markers of ADHD. I've had a lot of people on the podcast that actually talk about, um, neurodivergence, ADHD and late term women identifying, even though I am non-binary, um, I, I still identify, I still have women parts. Right. And so just because I have a, they attached to it doesn't mean that I don't have a vagina. Okay. Anyway. So, um, <laughs> Oh, Pam's like, what? This is the first time we meet on the camera and you are wild. Um, So improv. So he basically said, this is your two weeks notice and you have to take an improv class. So what did I do? I booked an improv class at the Bovine Comedy Theater in Denver, Colorado. And I was in the baby basics class. Okay. And I, so I was traveling from Boulder, Colorado, where my parents lived near. uh, And then at, at work, I would leave work and I'd go to Denver. And of course I'd smash a few beers before going in because I like the people are wild in the first, yeah. I mean, this is, this is like me having a podcast. This is just, it's probably so funny. If, if Neil ever does listen to this, I want to say, thank you. You were not a great boss though. However, um, I learned a lot from this experience. So I yeah. started this improv class and he was like, yeah, we'll pay for it. Uh, they didn't pay for it. I had to pay $200 out of pocket on my tiny ass salary to do this stupid class. And, uh, everyone was awful. I'm sorry. I know I'm an inclusive podcast, but like everyone was awful because you you've taught improv. So you understand that like, when you start at the base level, people think it's comedy stand up. They think it's like these yeah. things, but it's not right. So, um, I took three classes out of, uh, an eight week course essentially. And I got fired <laughs> and like, and he was like, you booked it without my permission. I was going to tell you to go somewhere closer, cheaper, whatever. And they wiped my computer before I even got a chance to log out of any of my personal accounts. And then the CEO oh my, my personal accounts and I'm still mad about it. So thank you so much for that. Anyway, that's my improv claim to fame. I've taken three classes and I'm not an expert uh, <laughs> and I have a podcast now. So suck my dick. There you go. <laughs> So um, I love that. And then another thing you talked about was being a zookeeper, which I find fascinating. Um, I, I really wanted to be a marine biologist and I and I didn't. Um, I didn't because science and math and also ADHD later. So <laughs> I'm excited to learn more about you. Um, another thing you uh, are as well, and I'm not sure if you touched on it, is that you are a combat veteran, correct? Yes. Well, not combat. I, I oh. was... Uh... 1995, we went to Panama. So we were like relieved full-time um, MPs there. So that's okay. like the only action I've seen, but um, yeah. So by, I'm not- By oh, MP, you mean military police, right? 
Correct. Yes. Correct. Okay. Just want to make sure because yeah. I'm I am a military spouse. Uh, yes. I, I my partner has been in the Navy for uh, 17, going on 18 years in the Navy. <laughs> I live in base housing currently uh, on Oahu, um, which we've never done before. So, yeah, that's cool. That so, how long did you serve? Six years. Six years. Yep. In the Army National Guard. So I have a lot of friends that have done Army National Guard and I have so much respect for you. So freaking mahalo. Thank you for your service. I know it sounds weird. Never know anyone says that, but I respect the crap out of any person who is a woman who is willing to go through that bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely a lot of uh, stereotypes and things like that. So it was Mm -hmm. either you were, you were gay or you were a slut and it's like I am neither of that <laughs> but it's like yeah I'm different but I'm not yeah you know like you can't sandwich me in you know oh so. absolutely absolutely I, and I've interviewed a lot of female veterans um even so much as recently in season three uh I will link those uh for anyone that's on YouTube if you're listening in your earbuds I'm so sorry man like uh you're gonna have to just join me on YouTube the link is gonna be in the description uh mahalo Anyway, this is a podcast about imposter syndrome. And of course you had imposter syndrome when I asked you to be on it. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But the funny thing is, is I've been wanting to ask you to be on for like years. So we've known each awesome. other almost three, probably almost two going on three years through TikTok, yes. I would have to say. Um, yes. And you create a lot of really great content. And now that I know that your background is so diverse, all of it makes sense. Like I'm like mind blown. Um, so I, I love it. Are you ready to hop in? Sure. Okay, cool. So we, we went through the elevator pitch, right? Um, okay. Uh, first question. Do you have, do you feel like you have it all figured out? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I still take classes. I'm in one right now and it's level one. My husband's like, why do you continue to like start at the bottom floor? And for me, it's really just, I enjoy the process. I enjoy watching people learn and to see them get that aha moment. And it's fun to, um, I'm, I'm sure you've heard of the, the, the concept of um, the curse of knowledge. Mm-hmm. When you do something for so long, you forget what it is to, to suck, you know, and what yeah. it is to learn this. So for me, I kind of try to do that to kind of break the curse of knowledge. You know, it's like, yeah, I, I remember this. And when I see people do it, you know, um, these guys are brand new. They've never done it before. So they're making all of the classic basic mistakes. And it just drill, drills into my head that I'm like, yep, that's current. Yeah, I mean, everybody does that. So it's yeah. it's like a universal thing. So that's what I will also say about um, people who have had such a vast career. So for like my background is completely in marketing, but right now I'm toying on, on the idea of getting my security clearance and then making buku dollars. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah. I market myself, like we're always marketing, right? And the curse of knowledge, like I love learning, especially as someone who's neurodivergent and neurospicy as we call it on TikTok, because TikTok bans everything, Um, especially from that perspective, like I love learning about things. And my husband also has ADHD and he's neurodivergent and our ADHD styles are a lot different. I've had ADHD coach Ron on the podcast, um, of course, which if you're on YouTube right now, I'm linking it right here. Here it is. Uh, And uh, if you're not, that's okay. Um, Ron actually did a profile of like my attachment styles and like how I learn. And, uh, because I am a Gemini astrologically, uh, I, I, I definitely have a lot of those key markers because I'm also, while I am a woman and someone who is queer and non-binary and also neurodivergent, I feel like, um, I don't let those be my entire diagnosis of who I am. Like, cause I'm Bianca, like that is who I am. I've always been, you know, I came out 
uh, kicking and screaming at nine pounds, 10 ounces. And, and my mom will never let me forget that. Um, but I'm just happy that you agreed to be on here. And I think your thirst of knowledge is absolutely admirable. Admirable. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. So what's the class you're taking? Is it improv? Yeah, it's, um, it's basically, um, I started out with long form improv, which is um, more scene based. Um, and I am taking classes in short form improv, which is kind of like whose line is it anyway. Mm-hmm. And which is interesting that the theater that I'm currently training at is where Wayne Brady got his start. The the guy oh, who's mm-hmm. like pretty mm-hmm. famous for being an improviser and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, wow, this is so cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, Wayne Brady, I do have a story about Wayne Brady. So my friend was on uh, let's make a deal. Cause I live in Sandy. I own a home in San Diego as a military spouse. We own a home in San Diego. Uh, at the time of recording it, this, this is Thursday, February 16th. So about a year ago, Courtney, who's been on my podcast, who's a lovely, lovely melanin black queen, uh, trans, uh, who I've known throughout her journey since the pandemic, my husband paid her to do a private drag show in the gosh darn heat. Uh, about a year into her transitioning um, from, you know, dead name to Courtney. And Mm -hmm. uh, Courtney is um, still doing uh, drag and she does all sorts of stuff around San Diego. Can't say enough good things there. They've also been on the podcast. Um, I won't be linking it because it was before I did video. However, um, Courtney was on uh, Let's Make a Deal. And Courtney won, I think she won like $50,000 because she was smart. When Wayne Brady hosts Let's Make a Deal, right? Um, And uh, I grew up, of course, watching Whose Line Is It Anyway? Uh, I, of Mm -hmm. course watched the Wayne Brady show because I we didn't have cable. Uh, and uh, so I, I know a lot about Wayne Brady, but it's interesting because every comedy place that you go or every theater that you go to, they love to just like idolize who has been where. And it's like, it's almost like imposter syndrome with that, right? Like, and I think yes. we've been talking about imposter syndrome without me really defining the definition for anyone who's new here and doesn't know what this term means. So imposter syndrome is basically the feeling of other than or not fitting in or when are they going to find out that I'm a fraud? And it's not in the DSMV. It's not a um, psychological uh, you know, thing that you can look it up in a manual and be told you have it. It's more of a self-esteem shrouded thing where when someone, you know, especially women I found uh, have a lot more imposter syndrome, but that's not to say that men don't. Men just are men. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not a massage. I'm not trying to be misogynistic or, um, patriarchal by talking about that. Just the point is, is that like, as this is an inclusive podcast, I believe everyone can be on this podcast and share their story, uh, wherever they're coming from. And it's all about how you spin it, which is the same way that improv is. So, um, that's what podcasting is to me. It's just an improvisational conversation where I have no idea what you're going to say. So like, I might have a question and answer form, intake form on the on the back end, um, but it doesn't mean that I know who you are or what you do or where the conversation is going to go. And that's why I think um, improv is so cool. Um, so to go back to the point of, you know, putting people on pedestals, that almost makes it feel unobtainable for someone or or gives them like a what. I, that's going to be me. Well, it's not. So like, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. It's like, you really yeah. have to put the work in to get there. Um, so yeah, that's cool. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Yeah. Okay. So um, we talked about that. Okay. Here is the big cheese, the conversation, the piece of resistance of the podcast. And I can actually recite this question without looking at it. Cause that's how long I've been doing this. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Me, 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 me. 
<laughs> do you feel like you fit in or suffer from imposter syndrome in what ways and what does imposter syndrome mean to you? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I feel like probably that is part of the reason why I, I definitely have imposter syndrome is that I'm constantly training and, um, you know, feel like I, I suck still, you know, and I mean, it everybody sucks. has good, <laughs> everybody has their good and bad days, you yeah. know, and, um, definitely, you know, I know where my, my, um, sore spots are and where I need to work on them. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that there's some things that I am good at and some things that I'm not good at, but, um, it's nice when somebody says, Oh, you're really good at that. And I'm like, really? You think so? You know, it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, so that's, you know, but yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like that, that is definitely something that represents me. And I think just overall my entire life, I've felt that way. You know what I mean? Even as a zookeeper, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. I'm doing this thing and it's like, you know, I know I went to school, I know all these animal facts and things like that, but it's like when you get in the field, it's different than mm -hmm. what you learn, you know? So it's like, you're kind of, everything is like improv. Like you said, you know what I mean? Life right. basically is. Life is improv. Yep. Like, and you know what I've learned? Cause I, I, I did share with you and I have shared this, but because I'm sure some people are coming here to listen to you and hear your story. Um, if they know you or, or whatever, uh, you know, not to, not to be dismissive, but if they don't know me, they don't know my backstory. So as you're sharing yours, I'll share mine. Um, so, uh, I equally feel the same way you do. I think, I think life is completely improvisational. I'm a military spouse. Uh, I am a late career as they call it military spouse i met my husband mm -hmm. when he was uh he had he my, my husband's been in since 2005 okay uh because yeah, he joined at 18 mm -hmm. he worked at knott's berry farm before that and lifeguarding and all of that um you know mm -hmm. played water polo in high school my husband's from long beach california cool. and uh worked yeah i worked at soak city uh and and like he was like if i didn't join the navy i didn't apply myself in school i would have never he just like, he was too, he's so smart. He now has a master's because of the, uh, all of this stuff. And, um, it, it, like I met him after he'd commissioned. So he was in for eight years, was going to get out, had a job on the other side. And then was mm -hmm. like, yeah, you know what? I'll apply for OCS officer candidate school for anyone mm -hmm. that doesn't understand military jargon. Uh, so he is what they would call a Mustang. He is an O3E. He was getting out and they were like, you gotta, he was, he was living in Italy. They're like, you gotta get, you gotta yeah, sell your car. He had like a, a Camaro, no. I think, or no, like a Thunderbird, Firebird, something. He's going to kill me. He, he's not going to remember. I, I, I don't remember details like that. Cars. Uh, yeah. What are they? Who knows? Yeah. Um, and, uh, he, they're like, you have two weeks to report to Newport, Rhode Island. Um, you know, get your pack out scheduled, all that stuff. Cause the military loves to play dumb with money. And, mm. uh, so he sold his car for a Euro. Yeah. A, oh my God. A Euro in Naples, Italy. <laughs> uh, actually, no, wow. he was living in Putz Foley. And, uh, which is, uh, in, it's still in, you know, Southern Italy. I don't know. Geography. I went to Sylvan. Meh. Uh, -huh. uh, anyway. <laughs> and, uh, so he, and then he had his first officer tour, um, where, you know, he, so he was, a he was here in on Oahu and he was a single man on Oahu. And, uh, then he took orders to go to Denver to do joint billet for Buckley air force base, or sorry, now it's Buckley space force base. Let me not, Ooh, can't do that. And I had never, for me, had never, um, been on a military base, knew people that were military in high school, but 
being from mostly, so I was born in Minnesota and then moved to Colorado when I was 10. And then I went to school in Greeley, Colorado. I didn't understand what ROTC was, ROTC. I didn't understand uh, that there was officers and enlisted. I had no idea what I didn't know. Uh, and so uh, I feel, I felt a great deal of imposter syndrome coming into a wardroom, which is a leadership room in, in the Navy, uh, of this joint billet command where everyone was a seasoned spouse and I was a baby spouse. And before you were, before you um, get married to, there's like this inherent, like, oh, well, you're just a girlfriend, right? Like, yeah. and it's like, you know, like, oh, well, I'm, but I'm going to get married to him. So like, and then once you get married, oh, well, no one told you blah, 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 you know? So like imposter, like there's imposter syndrome, even in being in, in, my, in my marriage. Right. Like, and yeah. when I hand my, I mean, I still feel it. And I actually had my, my, my trans friend, Ryan, that I met um, recently in the car with me the other day to go get gas at this Marine housing base. And I like pull up there and he, we both get nervous and we're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, you can't see this if you're listening in your AirPods. But uh, I'm handing my ID to the gate guard, which is what you have to do to go get gas because um, whatever. And uh, and I, it's and it's just housing, but they have a gate guard. And uh, you know, I go, "Hey, how's it?" Which is like the right thing to say because the guy looked like he wanted to kick my ass. And then <laughs> and then I go to the MX, which is the Marine Navy Exchange, whatever you call it, the MX. And then also the PX is where you would go with the Air Force. All you need to know is it's duty-free. Yes. Okay. Like we get cheaper gas, we get cheaper groceries, we get duty-free stuff. Uh, but, uh, it's a pain in the ass. And at the end of the day, is it really that worth it? I yeah. Don't know. Uh, so, but I went there cause it's the cheapest gas, right? Cause it's, it's a walk. So I'm like, bloop, go pull up, get my gas. And Ryan turns to me and is like, B, do you feel imposter syndrome still when you give your ID? And I'm like, yeah, actually I do because I, I always feel it right. Like I always feel it going onto a base. I'm like, I shouldn't be here. So, um, it took me a long time and, and, uh, in my own mental health. Um, so my husband and I, we moved from San, we got married and then we moved to San Diego. Um, and I was working as a marketing director, uh, for lawyers title San Diego. And then I got laid off with the pandemic and I started this podcast and now we're here, but, um, I started, I, we restarted their ship's family readiness group for this deployment and thank goodness we did. Um, so I've done a lot of active service for spouse stuff, like mm -hmm. family readiness groups, uh, Navy Marine Corps Relief Society, uh, and other, and other stuff. And that's not even important. I don't need a, I'm, I'm not going to humble brag and sit here and like make myself feel better. The point is, is that the, the spouses get treated poorly um, because the, a lot of service members, there's this big machismo where they're like, Oh, well, you're only getting married to get off base. And it's like, no, he's an officer. Like, I don't mean yeah. to throw rank and title around, but he's an officer. And like, if, if he wanted to, he would. Right. So we've been married for six years as of last Friday. Wait, we've been dating for six years as of last Friday. We'll be married for six years, October 13th, which is the Navy's birthday. Um, so we didn't have any, we didn't have to go to the Navy ball ever again. Yeah. So that was what nice. we did it. Um, and, uh, and for me, like moving out to Oahu, I had the worst mental breakdown I've ever had in my life where my medications were off. It was peak pandemic. Um, and I have traveled to Oahu before we came here for our honeymoon because the, um, the, the place that he works for and the clearance that he had did not allow us to go where we needed to go. Uh, we wanted to go to Iceland, couldn't go there. So, um, not that Iceland was like closing the borders. It's just like when you are doing the work that he did and 
he no longer does, you unfortunately, the Navy will come in and be like, military in general will be like, mm, yeah, you know, I, mm, yeah. It's like going to control your life just a little exactly, bit Exactly, exactly. And, and so I don't want to sound like I'm not grateful, right? Like I don't ever want to sound like I'm not sure. grateful um, because like there's just so many resources. But if you were to ask me, if a woman was to ask me, would you join? Would you join as me? And I, I would say no, because I don't like being yelled at. <laughs> and two, I, I wouldn't join because I have seen it from both sides and I don't like it. Um, and when they didn't let my husband retire and he had to find two loopholes, so he applied for space force and he applied for uh, tar and they were like, cause he didn't, he failed to select twice, which, which is navies once you're in leadership and in, in general, the military is up or out, right. They don't want people sitting around, you know, twiddling their thumbs anymore, but there's people in his community that basically like half of his community was like. Cool. So I, I, I double fossed, failed to select. And now I'm 17, I'm 13, 14, 15, 17, 20, 25 years in like all this shit. Right. And it's like, yeah. oh no, 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 we don't want you anymore. All because some little paper pusher at a small level said, mm, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, so- I had a similar issue whenever I was getting ready to get out. Um, they were wanting to like promote me, but I had to go through the certain school, PLDC, to become a sergeant. And, um, you know, with me being in college at the time and everything like that, it was like, oh, can I go here? Can I go there at that time? Whatever. And they were like, no, 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 no. And then right as I'm about ready to, to leave, they're like, oh, we can put you in whenever. And I'm like, mm-hmm. really? You know? Could but you? Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And not only that, but yeah, I totally get it. As far as like you asked me earlier, my combat veteran, I'm like, I feel like, no, absolutely not. You know, because I did not serve anywhere other than Panama. You know, well, you I, did I serve. Did That's the thing is you did. Like, yeah, but I, I like you were talking about imposter, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's like, I felt whenever I was getting ready to get out, I remember, um, I w- was not sure if I was considered a veteran because I hadn't been deployed anywhere. Oh. Other than so that for me, and I, one guy with, um, a sergeant in, in my unit was like, absolutely. You are a veteran. Don't you ever say you're not one. And I was like, Oh God, you know? So it just, for me, I, uh, you know, being naive at the time. And it was just like, you know, I assumed you had to have served, you know, because when I first was in, um, I was in high school when Desert Storm happened. Mm-hmm. And so when I joined, it was after that. And then everywhere is a sea of sergeants and they all had been to to uh, uh, to Iraq and everything. And it was like, I felt like, oh, God, I don't deserve to be right, here. Right, right. So- and I've heard similar stuff from other females, too, uh, that I have interviewed or even spouses of what their spouses have said. Mm-hmm. Um because a lot of my friends are helicopter spouse pilot uh, spouses, aviation spouse, because it's the Navy. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and I have a lot of friends that have served in the National Guard. In fact, all of my friends that have served in the National Guard are women. Interesting. And uh, one of them I'll tell you about offline uh, because I didn't know you were National Guard. In fact, I didn't even know you were a veteran because until it was Veterans Day and you sent me that post this last uh, year. Yeah. And yep. that's when I really was like, okay, we have to be friends because like, yeah. I need to know more about this story because I have such empathy for um, women who have served and you served at such a different time. So to go back to your point with the, you know, desert storm and Iraq mm-hmm. and all of those things. Um, and this is not need to be a completely military focused podcast. I want to talk about zookeeping after this, but sure. the last thing I'll say is 
you're right. You absolutely served just like, and then not to make it about spouses, but like, there's this thing called dependo, right? Where it's like, oh, the dependopotamus, blah, blah, blah. And it's super fucked up. And I have an unpopular opinion and I'll, I'll pop, if I remember, I'll, I'll say it later, but basically, um, we have served too, just as they have served from the alone yeah. time to the, to the, um, all the bullshit, to the cleaning the uniform, to accidentally washing a, a, a stylist pin in the uniform one time and then being banned from cleaning uniforms. Yeah, that happened. Wow. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So for my husband, um, we have absolutely served as well. And so for spouses, mm-hmm. a lot of the time we'll diminish ourselves in the sense of, and spouses, I, when I say spouses, I don't mean females. There sure. are male spouses. There are trans mm-hmm. spouses. There are, um, non-binary spouses. There are every couple you can think of when don't ask, don't tell God repealed and thank God for it. Um, yes. it really opened up the mindset of things. Right. So, yes. so when people tell me like, Oh, like, thank you for your service to me. I'm like, what service? <laughs> but then I have to think about it. I'm like, wait a second. I, my husband was on a deployment where nine baby Marines and one, or I think nine. And one of them was a corpsman died. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I, and I was alone. Like, and, and, uh, that was the most traumatic thing. Some of his sailors ever went through some of it because they they were young, right. They joined, they're like, I'm going to see the world. And then the pandemic was like, Nope. (laughs) Um, but anyway, the point is, is that I feel imposter syndrome as a spouse. I feel imposter syndrome as a marketer. I feel imposter syndrome as a podcaster. I feel imposter syndrome in general. And so to go back to that point of we're just doing improv. I love that. We're just doing improvisation for life. Like I want to put that mm-hmm. on a shirt, a mug, yeah. uh, everything. Yeah. I love that. So let's talk about your zookeeping career. Um, yeah. I love that you've done that. I know that you own a bird. Yes. Yeah. And, yes. and like, the bird is down in, in Florida currently with you. Yes. I have her outside. So she won't be very loud. <laughs> oh, that's fine. How old's the bird and what kind of bird? She's 40 years old. She's an African gray parrot. Um, yeah, I got her from a sanctuary when we first moved to Texas. Um, my husband, um, is a science, was a scientist and would move us every so often. So I would kind of have to like, you know, quit my jobs and follow. And sometimes I would go somewhere without a job, you know, so I'd have to wait. (laughs) So I'd have to wait for something to show up. And so, yeah, when, um, when we first moved to Texas, I did not have a job yet. So I was volunteering at a parrot sanctuary and, um, I was put in because of my experience as a zookeeper. They were like, oh, you know, you know, you know how to take care of these birds. So we're just going to stick you in here with, with the African greys. They're, they tend to be moody and, you know, not like everyone. So I was like, yeah, no problem. Started working in there. And immediately this bird that I have now, it was like, was showing me all kinds of affection, you know, courtship feeding me oh. and everything like that. So I was like, and you know, the, I asked at the end of the day, I was like, what's, what's everyone's story. So she told me, and then I go, how about this bird? And she goes, oh, she goes, that's D-Bird. We call her, you know, her name's Delilah, but we call her D-Bird. And she's like, she hates everyone. And I'm like, not me. She's been courtship feeding me since I got here. And they were like, oh my God, you need to take her. <laughs> like, take so, her away. We do not yeah. want this bitch. <laughs> this bird, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. So yeah. what was the answer? So did you specialize in aviation or like, did you just kind of fall into it? Sorry, a- like avian, avian, aviation. Oh yeah. No, you're good. You're good. Um, so I... Growing up, my sister, who was eight years older than me, had birds, um, and so I just kind of fell, fell in love with them. And um, you know, always had pets and things like that. And um, I interned at my zoo, my uh, my first zoo in Connecticut was Beardsley Zoo, and um, 
I think it was there maybe seven, eight months and then a position opened and I got hired, which was awesome. So I like meet, you know, graduated college and then boom, got a job immediately, which was amazing. And um, so I got put in the farmyard, which was like the best of everything because it had domestics, it had wild birds of prey, it had chickens, it had all kinds of birds. And so I was in heaven, you know, not only with taking care of the, um, you know, cows and pigs and things like that. We also had like a surplus area where we had a Rhea, which was amazing. I was so in love with that bird. So yeah, we really, I really was lucky in that first zoo and um, just really enjoyed working with birds, always have. And then as I got into my career further, I really honed in on birds and um, yeah, was really lucky for that. That's so cool. I have to share that um, I'm terrified of them. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. I'm not. Um, but uh, I I personally have found greater affection because one of my friends, the friend that I'm going to tell you about offline, my friend, Ryan, Ryan, she different Ryan, not the one in the car. Uh, she was in the, she, she is currently being processed out processed from the national guard. Cause she just went through cancer uh, and uh, probably probably national guard's fault to be honest anyway yeah, uh yes <laughs> the chemicals you've been exposed to girl yes um yes. anyway so she they got chickens right and mm-hmm. um i it changed my tune i helped raise these baby chicks from like the tractor feed store to um you know watching them happen and then now on oahu uh I, there's chickens everywhere And uh, I'm not afraid of them necessarily because whatever, like they're, they're interesting. Um, And there's so many birds out here um, because uh, for anyone that's never been to Hawaii, I want to just put a kibosh on anyone who's like colonization. I'm aware of it. Okay. Uh, And I, I'm leaving the second they say goodbye. Like I'm like, peace out. Um, but I, my, one of my favorite things to do is to sit in my backyard or on my lanai and just listen to all of the bird calls. Now, my husband makes the joke that he thinks that they're just screaming like, Hey, let's fuck. <laughs> and I don't know if that's true, but I think it's funny. So I, I I'm going to repeat it. And I apologize yes. if anyone's under the age of 18 and the F word really, uh, I'm married to a sailor, so I get his pass, yes. uh, you know, and, yes. and she served so she can say yeah. whatever she yeah. The market is explicit. Anyway, <laughs> uh, there's some beautiful birds on the island. Um, if you've if you've never been for anyone who's listening and, and want to come uh, and you're scared to come here, I just have to say there's a couple of rules. One, never touch a hanu. A hanu is a sea turtle. Don't you ever, ever, ever touch a hanu. Two, elephant monk seals. They are endangered and protected. And if you touch one of those, a local will hit you with a slipper, which is a- <laughs> And finally, the other point of interest I will say is leave it how you found it. Yeah. Make sure that you go further than the tourist places. Shop Kama Aina local. Uh, um, And also the final thing I always have to say on on behalf of Hawaiians, uh, Hawaiian means native. Native Hawaiian of the land. Kama Aina also means of the land, but it means local. Um, And you do not get to ask for a Kama Aina discount if you do not live here period. So those are the rules. Any questions? Those are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, so I'm here till fall. You are more than welcome to come visit. I would love oh, to I have love you. That. Please. Yes. Um, and we can go bird watching. Cause I want to like go bird watching, whale watching. I want to go turtles. I want to do all this stuff anyway. Ah, that's <laughs> exciting. I, um, 
you please, we have each other's number. Please text yeah. me all of the photos of this bird because I want to know everything about it. I think parrots and African lovebirds are so fascinating. So mm -hmm. I'm, well, well, I could talk about it forever. <laughs> the point is, is that I'm no longer that afraid of birds. I think they're very interesting. And Hawaii is the reason there's just so many, and they're so colorful. So in yeah. Hawaii, there, when and people are probably like, why, why is this white bitch saying Hawaii? Um, that's how you say it. Mm -hmm. So like yeah, be respectful. Yep. So in Hawaii, uh, uh, in Hawaii, they're, um, uh, ceremonially, they have these like plume things. I don't know what they're called, but they have these plume things and they have these beautiful feathers on them. And those feathers are not dyed. They come from the native birds. Um, and so I encourage anyone, if you're coming here, um, on Oahu, especially, uh, which is actually where Honolulu is. I'm sure a lot of people if, if you've seen Pearl Harbor, then you, then you know about where, where we are. Um, and also fuck Captain Cook. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, so inside of, um, inside of this, uh, like you'll see these beautiful, like ceremonial plumes. Um, and those feathers come from very native and very endangered birds. Um, and the ones that are on display in, uh, in so what's in oh the bishop museum inside the bishop museum which is a great place to go um those are relics and they are massive and they're ceremonial and they um they represent so many things and the bird you can learn all about the bird in at kualoa ranch which is um was given to i don't know the back history of it enough to speak on it so just don't quote me but kualoa ranch is where most things are filmed it is a sanctuary. It's protected land. It's also owned land and has been, it was um, given by a queen. So it's, and it's a huge part of uh, Viamanalo, um, which is uh, a beautiful part of the island. I very much encourage people to go and, and see it and go to Kualoa Ranch. Make sure that you take the Kama'aina local tour. And if you have a tour guide there, the other thing I'll say is you have to tip Tip your natives, tip your native drivers, please, please, please. Um, and uh, he he was great. He told us all about this bird, right? And they have a sanctuary essentially where this bird, um, it, I don't remember the name of it and I, I could Google it, but I'm not going to. Uh, but they have this beautiful red flower or feathers. Um, and mm -hmm. that's a lot of well, what they would use. And they would also use the feathers and make dye out of it and stuff. So it's just really cool. Um, I, I cannot suggest it enough. Uh, when you come visit me, we'll go on that tour and yeah. you'll learn about it too. Um, and also uh, Kualoa Ranch uh, is very near another place that if you've seen a lot of movies and you've seen 51st States, uh, where Adam Sandler works is uh, called uh, Sea Life Park. And uh, that is the uh, coolest place to go. So if you want to touch a turtle, please don't. If you want to touch a turtle, <laughs> you can pay $3 and feed the turtles uh, at, uh, at uh, Sea Life Park. Uh, you can pay extra money to meet the sea lions and the dolphins, um, which I won't do because I refuse. Uh, and uh, you can learn all about the conservation efforts at Sea Life Park. And that's my only plug for them. You can sponsor me, Sea Life Park. That'd be great. You can hit me up at please don't kick me out com slash contact. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. I, I love it. Um, anyway. Uh, so go back to what we've been talking about. I think we've kind of touched on imposter syndrome enough. So let's go to the next question about success and what success looks like to me would look different to you. So what does success look like to you? And do you feel successful? It depends on what you're talking about. Um, 
So like for me in my career, when I, as a zookeeper, um, successful for me was, um, having bonds with animals was definitely a thing. Um, I worked my way up to lead keeper and, uh, worked my way up into management, um, for zoo education. Um, so yes, to a degree, I feel like I was successful in that career. Um, Towards the end, I didn't feel like it was as fulfilling and what I wanted. So, um, like I said, I, I definitely um, needed something more to kind of enrich myself, kind of come back to myself. And um, that's when I switched to improv. And when I switched to that, um, yeah, it was kind of a whirlwind thing. Um, mm -hmm. You know, just like I, I really ate it up so quickly and really advanced fast. And uh, like I went from student team to like the house team pretty quickly at my home theater. And, um, you know, then I was asked to teach, which I was like mind blown. I'm like, I'm still learning this myself. And I was told you'll get better at it if you teach it. And they were right. Yeah. So, you know, it's just like, for me, like I said, it's like, I just love learning it and just like constantly getting that reinforcement. It's like, yep, here it is again. Here it is again. Don't forget. Don't forget. Cause when you're on stage and you're performing, mm -hmm. it very much is like the blood rushing through your ears and you feel like you're tr like drowning. Right. So it's yeah. like, for me, I just, kind of go, <laughs> you know, and um, to like have that wherewithal for a second, I heard somebody once that was a musician talk about what it's like to pay a musical instrument. Cause I myself don't do it, but they said, you know, when you're watching a video on YouTube and the little red line shows you where it's buffering and where you are in the video. So it's like, it never quite matches. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, that's kind of what it's like to play a, mu to, to play a musical instrument. And so that correlates to a lot of things in life, I feel, and definitely an improv it's that way, because when you're improvising, you're not only the actor, but you're also the writer and the director. So while you're performing, you're kind of like doing, you know, patting your head, mm -hmm, rubbing your stomach mm -hmm. and you're running it and not trying not to drown. So there's a lot happening. It's like, did I cover these basic things? Do we know who we are to each other? Where are we? What are we doing? Um, why are we doing this? You know, so you're kind of doing all of that while trying not to drown. So it's, yeah. it's kind of like a really crazy like rush. Mm -hmm. And um, so to kind of, um, I really want to get to that point where it's like I can improvise with anyone because a lot of times I'll, I'll improvise with someone who isn't as strong of an improviser. And sometimes I'm like, oh, no, you know, so it's kind of like, how do I? OK, OK, that's <laughs> right, yeah. So it's like that. Um, so I, I have gotten better at that, but I'm not where I want to be. So, yeah, I feel like I do have some level of success, but not where I want to be, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, may I toot your horn? Sure, absolutely. Toot, toot. Okay, so <laughs> first and foremost, uh, I have said it. I'm going to say it again. I don't understand how you do not have 10,000 followers or more <laughs> on TikTok. And I'm going to share my screen. Let me pull the tab up first so that we're not looking at my questions because I want to leave some room for desire. Um, you are so funny. Where did these... Um, so you did this thing called War and Peace. Yes. Uh, and, uh, which I find hilarious. Like I show my husband all the time, like your, your TikToks and, um, you have all these characters and like Bo Natural Brown and, uh, Hans Christian uh, Anderson. Yeah. Interviews. You've got, you've got twinnings. You, you do tea reviews. Like you're just, you're so clever. And, um, of course you're part of taste the biscuit. Oh my God. Wait, you, you met Kevin. <laughs> Wait yes. a second. Yes. <laughs> that was the highlight of that day at Animal Kingdom. 
Yeah. It was like I'm a- so jealous. I want to go to Animal Kingdom with you. Okay. Wow. Yes. Okay. <laughs> cool, Scott. My husband. Um, <laughs> uh, I want to go. Uh, yeah. do you, do you fun. still have your, um, uh, do you still have your uh, military ID by chance? I do. I do. Yes. So you, did you do the MWR tickets? No, actually, I didn't even think of that. I am the worst, like I said, for advocating for myself because I never <laughs> remember things like this, you know what I mean? And it's like, well, I'm a veteran. I never think of that. I could get discounts or I could do this or that. And nope, did not even think of that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, this, <laughs> I want one, send me one. Pen pals. One, the, oh the, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So if you're, if you're of course listening, I apologize guys. Um, this is on YouTube. Uh, you can check it out, uh, at please don't kick me out.com. It links to it. It'll be all in the description, but basically what we're looking at right now, I'll describe it because this is an audio medium for your earbud, your ears. I keep saying earbuds, earbuds, your <laughs> ear holes, your listening tubes. <laughs> um, so, uh, she is at Swift. Oh, sorry. She, they, they are at Swift Brooks at, um, at, uh, uh on TikTok. Uh, again, and I am at Powerline World Tour. Uh, we don't know how we started following each other. We just do. Um, yep. uh, and she's lovely. Again, her name is Pam. If you're listening here because you know Pam, I'm jealous. I want to know Pam in person. Uh, so I'm just scrolling through her TikTok right now. Um, and another thing we didn't touch on is that you and I are both child-free individuals. Yes. yes. And uh, I'll stop my share there. Uh, and, uh, and that's something that I'm quite proud of in my sense of, I have nephews and I love to spoil the crap out of them. And then I love to give them back. Yes, absolutely. I'm the same way. Yeah. We decided very early on when my husband and I met, we were in college and, um, for me, there's a lot of mental health issues that are in Mm -hmm. my family and Mm -hmm. growing up, I had like, yeah, it's, I'm still learning about all of the trauma type stuff that I'm (laughs) why I am the way I am. And it's like, Oh, that would explain it. And so I knew there was lots going on there and that I probably did not want to reproduce and pass it on. So, um, yeah, that was a, a, a choice and I was glad my husband was on board with it as well. He also did not want to have kids. He's an only child. I'm one of four. Um, and, uh, of the four, that were in my family, just my older brother has had kids and I just have my two nieces, which I adore. And yeah, Mm -hmm. that's enough. So, right. Same, similar, similar for me. Um, so I have one sibling, she's four years older. Uh, we're no contact currently. Um, my, my parents, uh, it was just, I, my mom, uh, being the way that she is and what I've discovered about myself. Um, I, I, I don't really like to speak about my family, but I, I realized in 2023 that in order to share my truth, I have to. Um, so I'm very close cards with what I do talk about what I do choose to share. Um, but basically there are autoimmune diseases in my side of the family that I didn't know about really until I met my husband. Uh, mm-hmm. and so there's been, there's addiction, there's mental health, there's, um, Lou Gehrig's, there's a lot of things that could happen down the pipeline. There's lupus. And, uh, and then I have IBS, woo, uh, <laughs> woo, anxiety related. Yes. IBS. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I have shared my journey a little bit on TikTok. I don't really share a whole lot about me. Um, only recently have I done that. So I originally started my TikTok for my dog who I have a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. Um, he, he, he's so used to, he's a pandemic dog. Um, and I, I, you know, I, I, I went to a very ethical and moral breeder. I do believe in rescuing animals. I do not believe that, um, everyone should get, go get designer dogs. I, another popular opinion of mine is backyard breeding hurts everyone. 
Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, so I'll say that, but my breeder, um, I had reached out to her right before I had to put down my rescue, my Murphy. Uh, and it was the hardest thing I had to go through. And so like you early on in my husband and I's relationship, um, cause I came built in with a dog and he was like, sweet. My husband loves dogs so much, like, and cats. He loves all animals. Like if you go to a party and you'll turn around and my husband's just in the corner, he's like, Oh, dogs. Uh, and so I have two nephews and they're not through my sister. I just want to say that my sister um, and I are four years apart. I'm the youngest. Uh, and um, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the baby. And, uh, and I'm also a disappointment to my family. <laughs> uh, and that's why I don't really talk about them on the podcast. But anyway, um, Jer Bear and Sandy, they are high school sweethearts. Some of those are my parents. And then I met my husband and he's the middle child of, of three. Uh, and his younger sister is about my same age. Uh, and she's awesome. She lives in LA. Uh, everyone that's on that side of the family lives in California, which is another reason why we own a home out there, which is a very beautiful thing. We rent it out right now. Um, and, uh, I can't wait to move back anyway. Uh, so the point with all of this was on our first date before I even met my husband, I said, I just don't want kids ever. And I knew that about myself. And I don't, I don't know if it was because I didn't process like with the trauma, like mm -hmm. I had a great childhood in the sense of like the moments where I was the center of attention, like it was great, but yeah. mostly it was like my entire life was like a trajectory of like my sister and her accomplishments and whatnot. And, and then I was just like the punchline at the end was like, and then there's B. <laughs> Uh, and my dad, you know, he's like my, my Bianca, you're the most creative, like the most whimsical, the most like charismatic person. We're always proud of you. We've never had to worry about you. And it's like, well, maybe you could have a little bit. Yeah. You know, so I, I chose not to procreate. Uh, it is permanent. My husband got a vasectomy last year. Um, I just recently got off of birth control, um, that I've been on, well, because of all my health diagnosis is recently for me. Uh, I had a hemangioma in my liver that they found at Tripler, uh, which is a whole different funny story that I'll have to share with you sometime on the phone. We'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll drink some tea and gab, uh, yeah, but, uh, hemangiomas in they're, they're benign, but if one in 20 people has them, I don't know why I'm touching my breast. Uh, one of 20 people has them. And also yeah, li your liver's like over here. Um, and, uh, I don't drink. I mean, I do drink, I do drink uh, a lot in the sense of, I, I like to imbibe. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't take any recreational drugs when I'm in base housing. So I can't, uh, mm -hmm. I take my Adderall. I take all of my drugs the way they're prescribed to me. I don't abuse prescriptions. Um, uh, anything like that. I'm very, very much a rule follower, which is why I'm actually thrive as a military spouse because I like rules uh, yeah. rules are great. And so I told him that, and he was like, well, that's an option. Wait, that's an option. Like <laughs> I thought the next step. Yeah. I told him two things. I want to get married by an Elvis in a drive-thru. Oh my God. That's awesome. And I really, really want to never have children. Yeah. And, um, and that was just my choice. And so I think I, I don't want to speak on behalf of, of, of his siblings, but I do think that because of our nephews, um, where they are in an interesting situation where my brother-in-law couldn't care for them. Uh, so my, my in-laws stepped in, um, and my brother-in-law is doing awesome. Like it's been three years They're they, like, my in-laws are amazing. My, my nephews are eight and three. Um, and my brother-in-law is a really stand-up dude. I have nothing but adoration and, and respect for him. Jason is amazing. Um, and my nephews, one just turned eight. The other one turned three is turning three this year. 
And I, like you have two nieces, I have two nephews, or I don't know how many, how many nieces do you have? Two. Two. Just two. And it's just so fun to spoil them and then be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I get phone calls all the time. Like, like my Bradley's birthday was like a couple weeks ago. And he was like, cause I've known him since he was like knee high to a grasshopper. And mm-hmm. I have been with my husband for six years. So he was two when I met him and he was mm-hmm. learning blocks, blocks and, you know, all that. And he's counting balls. And I was like, Damn, man, this kid's brilliant. And then Andrew popped out of nowhere and same, same mother and same father situation. And, um, and so now, um, it's, it's just, it's been amazing to watch them grow. It's been amazing to be an aunt and I prefer it. So if Shay, my sister does have children in the future, as I do think that's something she desires, um, wouldn't know, not talking to her. Uh, if, if she did have children, you know, I, I would be very, very happy for her. Um, uh, I would be just as good of an aunt as I am to my nephews, my in-laws and all of that. Um, and I love kids. The, the common misconception is that you don't love kids if you're child-free yeah. and, and, uh, and I do, but I like money more. Yeah, that's totally fair. Yeah. Yeah. It really, it's really interesting in that, especially when you're in your thirties, um, mm-hmm. people just as, like push that on you, you know, it's like, Oh, you know, when are you going to have kids? And it's like, you tell them you're not, they're like, Oh, you just are not ready yet. Or, you know, yeah. and it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, not everybody wants kids, you exactly. know, and it's, like, it's not fair to like, and, and the, the thing that just drove me nuts is like, well, you're being selfish. And I'm like, I think it's selfish to have kids with the thought that you can control them and make them be what you want. And I feel like a lot of people have kids for that reason. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So they were yeah. like, I want, I want to have kids cause I want them to carry on the family business or I want them to take care of me when I'm old. Right. That's putting a lot. That is selfish in my mm-hmm. mind. Right. Cause yeah. you don't know what it's going to turn out what they want right. to do with their life. You know right. what I mean? So it's like yeah. that, I think the, the, the selfish reason to have kids. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, and I I don't, I also want to make sure that like, as we're talking about it, because I don't think you overstepped anything here. I, I appreciate if you, if it, to go back to a bunch of your points, there are two things that people don't seem to understand or three things, four things actually in this world right now, queerness and what Mm -hmm. that means, mental health and what that means, being child-free and what that means. Mm-hmm. and being trans and what that means mm-hmm. trans men and women and women as women whether non-binary or whatever you choose to be why is it that society thinks they can talk to us about what's going on down there at yeah. all times yeah right so for me i don't like being bingoed as i call it right um and I, but I also, I've learned to just take it on the nose because now I can say, well, it's permanent. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, you'll change your mind. And then here's the thing. I waited until I was 33. My mm-hmm. husband was 33, wait, 32, 30. I was 32. I was, I turned 33 last year. So, uh, I was born in 1989. Um, I'm older than Taylor Swift claim to fame. Fuck you, Taylor Swift. <laughs> anyway, uh, but you know, whatever. Uh, anyway, so I, um, for me, 
I don't feel, I used to be very much more offended by it, but now that I'm like off the birth control for my liver uh, and its function, and I'm doing my health and what's right for me. And I know that like, I care about kids. I've never, I don't know about you. I, my, my, they say the biological clock is ticking or whatever. Um, and I waited because they kept telling me it might change my, I might change my mind. And here's the thing you can change your mind and science is amazing. Uh, mm -hmm. if you really, really, truly want a child, there's so many options and, um, you know, there's so many options for it. And I know I'm going to have to raise my nephews. You know, mm -hmm. I know I'm going to have to be a big part of their lives. And so for me, I didn't birth them, mm -hmm. but they are my babies. And, yeah. and so I will always spoil them. Like I always care for them. Like my nephew Bradley is like, he is just, you know, so deeply enamored with me. Um, and I, you know, I him cause I watched, I watched him grow up. Right. And so yeah. for me, it's like, why would I want to have a kid for the reason to give my nephew a friend? Like, yeah, that's what school is for. Yeah, uh, you know, that's what his little brother is for. And, you know, they're, they're both happy accidents and they're a joy. Um, do I want to sometimes unalive them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cause one time my, my nephew Bradley and I'll, I will, when he eventually girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever he might be in the future or have, I'm going to tell the story and be like, do you remember the time that, um, Aunt Bianca, me brought, uh, Bourdain, my dog. Uh, to Christmas and you shot him with a Nerf gun. Oh no. And I said, don't do that. And you cried, mm. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and, and then you said, well, I'm having a hard Christmas. And I said, okay, well, Christmas is hard anyway. You know, so I just, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. It's so kids are wild. So yeah, I agree with you 1000% there. Um, and I don't think it needs to be discussed any further than that, but I think it's really amazing when people, uh, just feel the need to tell you about, like they insert themselves into your marriage, your career, your life and everything. It's like, bro, let me live. Exactly. Exactly. Because men. Yeah. Because men. And men. Yeah. It's like, they don't do it to men. They do it to mm -hmm other folks yeah right like right oh and like okay so just just so one more thing i'll say my husband in order to get a vasectomy had to go sit in a panel with the army where they said is your wife cool with it do you have a permission slip really? this could cause cancer did you know and thank goodness he did get it because we found out that there was something going on down there and he oh. had to be put completely under for it right wow. so if he hadn't gotten it yeah we wouldn't have known. And, 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 he, and so, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, so yeah. that's the thing. And, and the, uh, there's so many unpopular opinions. Another unpopular opinion is why, if I'm, if I don't want them and I'm taking the birth control and I, mm -hmm. and I, and I, and I'm taking the measures and stuff, why is it 2023? Why, where are my rocket shoes? Where is male birth control? <laughs> yes. It's so much easier to take the bullets out of the gun than it is to wear a bulletproof vest. Yes. Thank you. And it's like, yeah. 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 I, I'm probably being rated a one as we speak on this podcast. Anyway, um, I think we touched about the topic at hand here, which is of course, imposter syndrome, unless you've got anything else you'd like to say, let's move on to the best part of the interview. <laughs> sure. What is one or a few things you're fanatical about and why? Wow. There are many things I'm a fanatical ball about. Um, 
my husband will, will tease me and say that I'm a fan of bird feet. <laughs> what? Be- yeah, he'll make fun of that all day. I, when I was in college, like became obsessed like with bird feet and beaks and mm. basically just the different functionality of them and how they're very specialized for where they live and what the job is that they do in the, in the environment. So, you know, just a bird is a bird as a bird, but not really, right? So it's like you have your mm-hmm. ones that have like the tweezer type beaks. You have your ones that have the shovel type beaks. You know, it just depends on what they eat and the feet to match. You know, it's like, are they a swimmer? Are they a waiter? Are they a grasper? You know, so it's just like, it's really, yeah. And so I will fixate on things like that. And my husband just makes fun of me for it. So <laughs> there's no one so else cool. talks about that. Okay, yeah. well, I'm going to ask, start asking you about bird feet and beaks. I love that. There you go. <laughs> uh, and um, what we've kind of touched on some unpopular opinions, um, uh, which I say as long as they're not racist or homophobic uh, and, uh, not, and, and it's not inclusive, you can say whatever the hell you want. For example, uh, up until recently, I thought take cantaloupe was trash. Uh, but you know what? It's really, to me, I've just never had a ripe one and so living on islands. So I will say that I no longer think cantaloupe is trash. I think my unpopular opinion for today, I know I said I had one and then I didn't say it. And of course I forgot it because ADHD. Uh, You know, I'll say this, I'll say this. Um, I I don't want to be ageist when I say this, but uh, you know, TikTok's for everyone except for under the age of 18. I believe you shouldn't be on it. You shouldn't have your children on it. Uh, And and also like you're, you should be old enough to have the consequences, know the consequences of the fact that China is now tapping your phone. Okay. So like, you need to know that like your information is not safe or protected and there is a national security threat. And yes, I know. And my husband hates it, but my popular opinion is you need to know what you're signing up for before you put something on the internet period. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I think um, I remember when you asked me to fill the form out, uh, just a weird quirk about me and like an unpopular opinion or whatever. Um, And another thing my husband will make fun of me for is that when I get dressed for the day, it's like um, I wouldn't say it's like a uniform because that's kind of going back to the military. But it's basically like a a skin, like a second skin. And once it's on, I don't want to take it off. You know, so like if I, because like, I had to get dressed, you know, because I worked, right? So I had my yeah. scrubs on working at the doggy daycare place. So I had to like take it off. And I was so unhappy about that, you know, because it's like, yeah, it's just, it's a weird thing. And so like, especially socks, like if you have shoes and socks on and you need to change them, like as a zookeeper, that was the worst part of the day was when I you had socks. to, well, I don't mind them, but it's like, you'd have to change socks because, you know, mm, yeah. Oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So it's like, to me, it's like, and then you'd have to put your other pair of socks back on. And to me, it was like putting on a used snake skin. Oh. It didn't fit properly. So it's like not a fresh sock again. You know what I mean? So it's like the first time you put a sock on, it's like brand new. It molds to your skin or whatever. But then when you take it off and then you have to put it back on, that is like gross to me. It makes my skin crawl. I have so, weird sensory stuff like that in yeah. the sense of, um, like when you open a book and you crease the page, uh, that, that noise makes my skin crawl. Interesting. And it yeah. like gives me a shudder, like just thinking about it, I'm like, Ooh, heebie jeebies. Yeah. Uh, or you get out of the shower and my dog loves to lick. He's like, oh, yeah. 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 
And uh, I hate that feeling of wet on wet. So Mm -hmm. I am not a sock person and I've never have been. And the reason why is because I run very warm. So when Mm -hmm. I, so I, but I also like, I'm more of a flats person, like, and I, I use gold bond powder. Okay. Like don't come for me. Uh, I'm more of a flats person. And, uh, like you, I feel that when I put something on for the day, that is my uniform quote unquote. And that uniform for me is this is what I'm going to podcast in. I'll change my shirt. I'll change out my outfit for whatever the activity might be. I'll probably actually wear this shirt. I don't care. Uh, and because I don't want to do laundry twice. I'm also very echo in that sense. Like I just don't want to. So for me, like I hate having to switch to something different. Right. Um, you know, Barbie's growing up, like I put them in the suit and I'm like, that's your activity for the day, bitch. You're going to work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I, I think that's really an interest. I had never thought about it like that. And I like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was, that was yeah. wholesome. I like it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, it's not weird. Get the fuck out of here. That's not weird. I'm sure people think that. That That's fine. I've had, a, I had someone come on one time. And what did they say? They said, the, I've heard some wild, unpopular opinions, but one of them recently just blew my dang mind so hard. I almost passed away. <laughs> I was just like... <laughs> what I've never seen that one time I had a guy that was like I just I don't like cheese and he's like but I love pizza I was like how does that work yeah yeah how to it maybe so it makes it different he was from Portugal uh that's the only thing I can his name is Migs uh and he's a musician and he's 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 on TikTok he's at Migs Music um but I found him through a different service uh it's funny it's funny how we're all on TikTok to go back to that point we're all on TikTok uh if you're not on TikTok where where the fuck you at (laughs) <laughs> anyway um next question is exciting are you ready i am ready okay have you thought about this i'm sure i have because i remember filling the thing out <laughs> okay which i i need to talk to my person to figure out like why it's not happening because i'm like i'm like make it make sense why i don't get an email response and then i have to like search this is not you're not the first person that's had that happen really? google forms it's 2023 where are my rocket shoes Where's my male birth control? And why don't I get an email when someone fills out my form fill? <laughs> I probably just need to switch to type form, to be honest. Anyway, uh, which is a different service. If you were a Muppet, which one would you be and why? I really had to think about this one because I grew up with the Muppet show. And uh-huh. um, gosh, I totally loved Kermit growing up. Um, but the more I thought about it and I actually did research and I like looked up each Muppet, and I was like, I am the Swedish chef. And there's reasons for it. <laughs> okay, let's go. Woo. Okay. That's the first time I've heard so, that. Really? Yeah. So it's interesting in that I was reading about the puppet and the puppeteers that did it because it was um, Jim Henson did the, the head and Frank Oz did the hands. So in a way, it was improv. And there's a game that they play where one person is the head and then somebody comes yeah. behind them and puts their hands and they do stuff. So I'm like, oh my God, it's it's an improv. It's improv in real life. And so Frank Oz would do things to mess with Jim Henson and he'd have to react to it. So he'd pick things up and throw it or whatever. And he'd be like, oh, I didn't do that anyway or whatever. And um, so I feel like that in basically everything I do, like I feel like life, I try to be professional and I'm just like, yep, but whatever, it just kind of happens, you know? And I, I think I skipped there for a second. No, you're but, fine. Wait, wait, just say it again. 
Okay. So yeah, I just feel like in life, you know, just like things happen. You're just like, oh, I meant to do that anyway. So yeah, I just feel like that is just kind of like how life is and why improv is so like a thing for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and his crazy accent and I love accents and love playing with them too. I so. know that about you. That, you know what? The second you said Swedish Chef, I was like, that makes so much sense. Um, hey, to uh, anyone younger that didn't grow up with the Muppets, I'm so sorry. What world were you living in? Uh, <laughs> and I, you know, it's really funny. Uh, Tom Shaw, I just had on the podcast because I'll be releasing yours the week after. Uh, and uh, and uh, oh, I'm going to link it. Here you go. <laughs> and um, Tom Shaw he, uh, he, 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 he grew up in that time frame, but he just never really watched the Muppets. And he was like, I couldn't tell you anything about the Muppets and I didn't Google it. And I was just like, second question to this. And this one, this one's on the fly. Okay. Cause you like improv. Yes. If it's a puppet, you can fuck it. What Muppet would you fuck or sleep oh. with and why? And it can be anything in the Jim Henson spectrum. Gotcha. Oh, wow. Interesting. Huh? Wow. Think on it. Think on it. I've got answers. You do? <laughs> well, so when you said Swedish chef, I thought, okay, I, I, I've thought about this a lot, like more than someone should. Yeah. Originally I said Statler and Waldorf, two for the price of one, Hecklefuck. Oh, hey. Right. Uh, Eiffel Tower where they're going, oh, yeah, from the balcony. Uh, <laughs> uh, then, then I've had a lot of Kermit. People say a lot of Kermit. And I think Kermit would be too much of a soft frog for me. No. Uh, You know, uh, no one said Rizzo the rat, but it's starting to really, really do it for me. Rizzo's got an energy that's very. Yeah. uh, But then, you know, you could, you could fuck the whole band. Yeah. I was thinking like, yeah, I remember like Dr. Teeth, you know, just being super cool, you know, um, Zoot with the, the the sacks and everything like right, that right right yeah, yeah. that's like, okay i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna pull up muppets and share my screen and maybe bunsen gonna... honeydew because like my husband is bald and he's a scientist so okay <laughs> you know that's the first time i've gotten that response so uh for anyone hmm. who's uh not listening uh uh on youtube you won't be able to see this share screen so i'm going to first google dr honey do is it Dr. Honeydew? Yep. Dr. Munson Honeydew, yes. Or Bunsen Honeydew. <laughs> yeah, Bunsen Honeydew. <laughs> you could do two for the price of one. If you're really into threesomes and swinging that way, you, you could have Beaker too, because my husband wants to fuck Beaker. And the reason why is because he wants to know if he meeps outside of the set. Oh, or, gotcha. Or, beep, beep, or, beep. Right, <laughs> right. I, I, my answer originally was Fozzie Bear, because he'll bring a pie. He'll have a yes. hat a scarf yep. and nothing else and you know that when he gets ready to have his his, his big sparky explosion he's gonna say waka waka and that's awesome go, oh okay good oh you're almost there cool i'm out of here uh okay so let me see how do i share the screen boop share screen okay so i remember in walt disney world uh in in the 90s when i got to go as a kid because i'm a disney uh i love disney uh dr bunsen honeydew was in uh the muppets like the hollywood muppets hollywood studio i think there where they had like a different ride where it was just like it might be i might be making this up i don't remember uh but i don't remember seeing him but but that we just did the like the the interactive 3d thing that they had there but i don't remember seeing him i could 
You I haven't yeah. been there since you were in Panama. Okay. So okay. like <laughs> that was a long time ago for me, yeah. I was six and then I was eight and I, gotcha. I, okay. So, uh, we got, we've, so we've got it. So let me describe him for people who are listening to this audio medium, uh, instead of, okay. So we're at Muppet wiki, Muppet.fandom.com. <laughs> Dr. Bunsen Honeydew is the resident scientist on the Muppet show and the host of Muppet lab sketches. Please don't give me an ad. Thank you. Go away. Collapse. Okay. Um, what else? Uh, oh, that's a great O face right there. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't even remember what his voice sounds like. Here's, here's, um, here's both of them. Here's, we got, we've got a uh, beaker. Beaker is his assistant who always goes me, 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 me. Yep. And the source of many memes, uh, and, uh, typically just looks very upset. Yeah. Um, <laughs> here they are in the Muppet Christmas Carol. Uh, that's on Disney plus for anyone that's never seen a Muppets in their life. Uh, oh, here he is finding the clitoris. <laughs> oh I'm so sorry. You didn't think it was going to go here. I apologize. Oh, I didn't. This is rated <laughs> spicy. Uh, yeah. oh, oh, here he is. Um, Getting ready you, for sexy yeah, time. He's, he's getting ready for sexy time. He's about to take off his lab coat. And I, you know, you gotta wonder what's under there. Uh, <laughs> exactly. And here they are uh, figuring out uh, who's next uh, at the gangbang. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh that's hey. under there. There you go. Wow. He's a ripe uh, melon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, a bald man really does it for me. A secure bald man. Yeah. Uh, I, I, my husband has a uh, very healthy head of hair. Um, right. I do, I, you know, it's not a flex. In fact, that man was his dad never going to go bald and neither is his mom. And, uh, my dad's the same way, like huge head of hair, but like I've dated a lot of bald and beautiful people. And for mm -hmm. me, you know, I'm like it, it, a secure bald man. There is nothing more confident than a Mr. Clean man. That's absolutely it right. Is. And, and, and yeah, yeah, I love that. And it's also, <laughs> let's just say a popular opinion here. Uh, if you're going bald, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy originally said, embrace it. Don't yeah. try and get away with it. Baby, your genes are telling you you can't have the hair. <laughs> and that's okay. My husband said he's got too much testosterone. It just blew the hair off of his head. <laughs> Beaker. Yep. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, my friend, we are winding down on this beautiful conversation. Uh, the next question before we go, uh, uh, just uh, just to, before I let you promote what you want to promote, uh, which I'm sure is your TikTok and everything else about you that makes you you, um, what's currently making you happy in the world? Um, I got my first job out of the pandemic recently and, um, going back, working with animals to any kind of capacity is super enjoyable. Um, there's lots of French bulldogs and pit bulls in the area. And so I love dogs with like squishy faces and heads. So, um, yeah, that's really rocking my world right now. Just being back in the public like that, you know, kind of making some money, not the best, but you know, just something to not do about the money. 
It's not about the exactly. money. That's why exactly. I tell people all the time. If you can find your passion, like I do this and I make $0. Uh, yeah. Well, I made 17 last year. I'm big roller. I can buy yep. you uh, one, one percentage of gas out here uh, at the end of you are. Maybe I'll buy a snack. I might have some change left over. <laughs> anyway. That is amazing. I love that you're doing that. I've actually thought about maybe becoming a dog groomer um, because mm-hmm. because I've got uh, Bourdain, my groomer, because we weren't sure if Scott was going to stay in the military and we weren't sure if we were going to have money coming in because uh, I, I, shocking yeah. all people. I haven't had a job in over three years and it's not because I have not tried. It's because yeah. I live on Hawaii and they like to, they prefer to hire locals and Kama'aina. And while I am Kama'aina, I also had a commute that would have put me in the car from four in the morning until, uh, until I died. Yeah. Because yeah. it's an island and everyone's going the same place, right? Yeah. Um, so it's not for lack of trying. So that's why I do I podcast instead. It's much more fulfilling for me. Makes me happy. I get to connect with beautiful people like Pam, who is obviously going to come visit me now. Uh, and, uh, so I've been thought about maybe, you know, getting into grooming and stuff. Um, you know, TikTok is amazing in the sense that I, you can, I, I think it's better than a search engine, uh, because it's like, you can find, I think it's better than YouTube. Don't cancel me. YouTube, please. I'm sorry. Wait, I'm really sorry. <laughs> please, please don't kick me out. <laughs> um, yeah. And, uh, so what else is making me happy in the world? Well, uh, my friend, Melissa, uh, she is on TikTok, Melissa B uh, creations. She is someone who found me on TikTok many moons ago. She is also a fellow military spouse living out of Virginia beach. And she made me these two beautiful tumblers. You've seen me sipping out of, cause I have ADHD and I always have to have a drink. How you never took a sip of anything blew my mind just out of I my have head, one or two, but it's just, yeah, I'm pacing myself. <laughs> oh, well, I, I usually have to piss like a racehorse after this. And she yeah. made me this other one, uh, because my husband was very mad that he wasn't on it. So she put that front and center. Cause she's funny. Uh, and, uh, this is just my puppy. Cause oh, I, yeah. he's not coming to the screen. That was my, yeah. Isn't this sweet? That is very uh, sweet. You can, uh, you can find all that information. Um, she's an unofficial sponsor of this podcast. Cause I would never, ever charge her money. In fact, she charges too little for these $25 plus shipping. Wow. Melissa, they're heavy duty. Nice. ASMR. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're great. They are hand wash only. She makes them herself. Uh, in fact, she makes, she takes the metal and she, no, just kidding. She doesn't do that. But they come with a straw, which I didn't know. So I was recording yesterday and I was like, dang, these are really hard to drink out of. And then I was organizing my closet at two in the morning as one does because I couldn't sleep. And I'll pop these two straws and they hit me in the head. And I was like, what are those? And I was like, oh, straws. <laughs> ding, 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 light bulb. Um, yep. So yeah, that's making me happy. What else is making me happy? Okay. I haven't done it yet, so I might as well do it. I have merch. Please don't kick me out.com slash shop. Live your 90s fantasy with me. We've got laptop cases in 13, 15, and 17 inch. You can go to please don't kick me out.com slash shop. It's the best laptop case ever because I spilled a whole dang coffee on it once and it's washable and it's fleece lined. Nice. It's great. It's great. It's amazing. Uh, we also have fanny packs, which I use uh, a lot. I need to start just like keeping one of everything in here. Uh, fleece blankets, if you're feeling a little chilly. Uh, not me because I live on Oahu uh, and that's not a, that's not a brag. Uh, and um, what else can I tell you? Oh, uh, another sponsor of mine that makes me happy is uh, I haven't mentioned her in a while, but this is my IBS pill case. And it says, you're doing such a great job taking care of yourself. Dash of pep.com. If you go to dash of pep.com, you enter PDKMO, PDKMO podcast. 
uh, sorry, PEDKMO at checkout, you get 15% off. And these are amazing. Uh, I'm none of these drugs are illicit. They're over the counter medications like Pepsid and stuff. So don't ban me. Uh, yep. They have like these cute little things like, and um, it's in a little carrying case. It comes in gold, black, and pink. Go to dashofpep.com. And final thing, follow us on TikTok, please, because we'd love to be in the creator account. You can follow Pam at Swift Brooks. Or you can follow me at Powerline World Tour, um, where I have no niche and neither does neither do you. <laughs> I just now I, I've been like following some like um gurus and I was like, I just had my name, like Pam Swift Brooks and at Swift Brooks. And uh, you know, they're like, Oh, you need to niche. And I'm like, I do, you know, it's comedy characters. And they were like, I said, Well, how do you like put your name, you know, what your niche is and your name? And so they're like, um, so I thought about it and I was like, Oh, yeah, because no one knows who Pam Swiftbrooks is, you know. So I just now put in there, I think it was last night, I put the the, the little teapot emoji Character and it's comedian, celebrity, yep. doppelgangers, hidden snacks, and angry emoji art. Painter art. Yes. Oh, that's yeah. what I meant. Yeah. So I did that. Them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And then, um, so yeah, where it's like your nickname, I guess I put, um, I have the little teapot emoji and it says tea time comedy characters. So, oh, see, that's smart. Yeah. I've got more advice for you there. My profile says, let me go to it. Mom, wait, dog, mom, Disney, LGBTQIA plus flag, elder millennial, OG biscuit talk. <laughs> Uh, we haven't even talked about taste the biscuit because we don't need to taste the biscuit. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, taste the goodness of the honey sun. Don't get the honey sauce on me. I like my taste my mac and cheese. There was a dog named Biscuit at uh, the kennel yesterday or two days ago, and I thought of you. And I was singing that song to the dog. <laughs> Can you take video of the dog and put it on TikTok, or are you allowed to? Uh, Ask permission know. because I think you should. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other thing I'll say there is, um, I'm just happy that I met you. I don't know what yeah. brought you to me, uh, but it's, um, I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for it. Yeah. So without further ado, this has been Please Don't Kick Me Out and includes the podcast about imposter syndrome. If you like what you hear, of course, please, um, you know, like, shape, rare, like, like share, rate, etc. I realized I didn't say that my friend Laura made my merchandise, but she also hosts my website. She has a company where she helps queer and women-owned businesses uh, with UX design, branding, and all of it. She is amazing. Also, I found out today she knits. What? Uh, and you can find her at Space Age Betty Page uh, on TikTok, or sorry, on Instagram, or you can find her at yaygraphicdesign.com. Tell her I sent you. Uh, she's amazing. And that's my last plug. Thank you so much for being on the podcast, Pam. Uh, and uh, yeah, I appreciate you. All right. I Thank you so much. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> hey, everyone. If you like what you've been hearing, can you rate us on whatever podcast platform you are listening on? For content creators like myself, that keeps us going. Also, did you know that I have merchandise? Thank you so much to Lara, who was my second guest ever on Please Don't Kick Me Out. She is a great person who did all of my branding. Live out your 90s fantasy. Go to pleasedon'tkickmeout.com slash shop. Thank you.
If you're new here, then you probably don't know this, or maybe you do. I love Disney and I love shopping small, shopping local, and I am an inclusive podcast, therefore I love inclusive brands. So that is why Diamond in the Rough Clothing Company, owned by my friend Mario, is such a great brand that I have to promote it unofficially official sponsor of this podcast. Mario has actually been on my podcast in season one. He is a great human and I love him to death. He is just such a sweet, sweet human who has the funniest, the best, the cutest, cheekiest designs for Disney. Diamond in the Rough Clothing Company is just such an awesome brand owned by such a lovely human. And when you're thinking about buying from Disney brands, shop local, shop small, and shop unique. Diamond in the Rough Clothing space. That's going to be in the description of my podcast. And as always, please let Mario know that you are shopping because I told you to. Thank you. This has been Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, like, comment, share, tell a friend. You know, that's how I'm going to keep these stories going. Also, if you want to be a podcast guest, you can reach out to me at pdkmopodcast at gmail.com and we can get it set up. Thanks everyone for your continued support. And I look forward to, you know, connecting with you again next Monday.